Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. At Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer at the Center for Victory. With me once again is the one, the only, the chair with flair, Mr. Dick Singer. <laughs> Thanks for being on again, sir. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah. And uh, so today I've, I've asked Dick to think about what he's hearing into 2023. Now, for those of you that, that don't know Mr. Singer, uh, this man has been a great mentor. He's been in my life, uh, you know, I guess probably going on 15 years here, uh, give or take a couple years. But uh, Dick is a uh, chair at, for Vistage worldwide. So Vistage is a CEO advisory group. And Dick has been doing this for longer than I've actually been in a part of his groups. And you can speak more to that, Dick. But uh, the reason that I think you can really speak to this as an expert here, some of these questions today, because we're going to be talking about uh, leadership trends for 2023, is that you hear and see all this. You have currently, I believe you have four groups of leaders that you're meeting with all the time. You meet with our group every month, a couple other groups every month. You're doing one-to-one -one coaching. Um, you do it outside of Vistage too, but I mean, so you're, you're hearing from literally, I, I guess if I'm going to do the math, you know, you're, you're probably with at least 60 to 70 leaders having a conversation that, that and that's on, I know that's on the, the light end there because there's other things that you're doing. But those are different conversations you're having all the time with, and these are leader leaders, right? Mm -hmm. and, yep. I, and I would think you would put uh, either most or all of them in, you know, good or, or good or the great category. Hopefully I would be there as well. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Very, very good. Fair enough, sir. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share about yourself and no, I, you know, I'll just, I want to, I would like to just speak briefly about Vistage uh, so people understand yes. what, what the organization is and what we do, because I think it's really critical. Um, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll give you just a quick background on myself. I was in the broadcasting industry for 30 plus years. Uh, during that time, for about eight of those years, I owned a group of small market radio stations. I, we had a partner as well. Um and then um, started with Vistage when it was called Tech, and that was that was exactly 20 years ago. Um, so I've been doing that for a long time. But Vistage is a very unique organization. It's been around since 1957, so 65 years uh, of Vistage. Uh, and what we do is we work with leaders of companies, uh, owners, presidents, CEO, CEOs, whatever their title is, uh, and help them get through the issues that they can't talk to anybody else about. Because you know, they say it's lonely at the top. It really is lonely at the top. And you know that. Yeah. Um, well, that's and... the first conversation I had with you is like, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know who to have these conversations with. So yes, sir. So they, so they come to Vistage, which is a confidential forum once a month. Uh, they sign a confidentiality agreement. There are, there's nobody in the room that's in the, in a competitive competitive situation to them uh, and so they're free to talk about whatever it is they want to talk about and i can tell you and you know yourself there are topics that come up in these meetings that i know people aren't talking to anybody else about uh, 
uh, and personal as well as business. Mm -hmm. But it's a place to relieve the isolation. The members are also held accountable when they bring an issue to the group and the group helps them work through that issue. They have to come back the following month and tell the group what they've done about that issue. So there's accountability as well. And then I spend uh, one to two hours every month with each member, uh, one-on-one. Uh, and that meeting is really more about uh, holding them accountable for the things that they say they're going to do, uh, helping them to surface issues. Uh, I, as I say to people, I'm the guy who's allowed to ask the questions that nobody else can ask. Uh, and those are questions that really need to be asked. Um, and then we have a we have uh, a, an incredible website, a very robust website, and we have a speakers bureau with over a thousand speakers, which, in my opinion, is one of the best speakers bureaus in the country. Uh, and these are probably ninety percent of them are probably keynote caliber speakers. And but they don't come and do a speech because the groups, you know, it's a small group. Uh, they come and they do a interactive workshop with the members on virtually any topic business or personal that you can think of so it's a it's a very uh, robust um, uh, program for these leaders and for people that work in their companies we have we have leadership training programs as well uh, but it's it's something that I believe um, when I was in the radio business when I owned radio stations I would have loved to have an organization like Vistage to turn to. Uh, and they were in existence then, but not where I was. And I didn't even know about them. So I wouldn't have been able to find them anyway. The point is that people who run companies, people have to find a place to talk about these issues that they can't talk to anybody else about. They need to know that they're not alone. Uh, one of my newer members said to me after a meeting, wow, I can't believe I thought I was the only one with these issues. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's, that's what Vistage does. Yeah, and that's a good explanation of that. Um, and that's obviously why I got in. You know, just when you know when I met you, that was dealing with the same kind of stuff. And you know, sometimes it's just being in that group with that caliber of people. These are high caliber people. You know, sometimes yeah. I feel kind of out of place. I mean, just really high caliber people um, that are that are going through issues. And sometimes you're just sitting there listening to it, going, "Okay, I just figured out something that I didn't know I even had an issue with. I haven't even said anything." to figure it out, leave, feel better and, and go about it. And that, that issue processing thing. And I don't know if you'll, you'll, uh, mention it today. Um, so we can get into the questions, but you know, just all those things that, that you hear from leaders and the topics that they're going over, what's keeping them up at night. So I think with that, Dick, let's just kind of jump into some of the questions that I, that I had sure. for you. Um, around just what you're seeing as far as trends and you're really hearing it from, you know, a vast majority of people. So the, you know, leadership trends for 2023, what are you hearing the most as far as hot topics? What are leaders, what do you hear the most? What are they talking about? You know, I think one of the biggest concerns uh, that, that leaders have today that I'm hearing from my members is concern about the potential recession that, they're talking about in end of this year or sometime in 24. Um, the the economists that we uh, that we rely on through Vistage are predicting a mild recession, hopefully. <clears throat> but the but that's a concern because people want to make capital improvements. They're afraid to spend that money. Um, the other the other big issues are 
recruiting members, or excuse me, recruiting employees and retaining employees. Uh, that's become, it was a big issue certainly after the pandemic uh, and it still exists, although it's getting a little bit better. And they need to figure out how to keep employees as well as how to hire them. So around that, when you talk about um, especially how to how to get and keep employees, I think you know I hear about the keep part uh, quite a bit now. Um, you know, you can get them in the door, but if it's a revolving door, what do you do? I mean, what what are they doing to tackle some of that? What have you heard? Well. I- Leaders have to be the leadership style for today, and I think in the near future or the the long term future, is changing. Uh, you know, early on, back in the forties and fifties and sixties, it was command and control. Uh, then it became a lot more about paying attention to your employees. I think today, what's critical for a leader is to number one have empathy, mm-hmm. um, number two uh, have emotional intelligence be able to understand the employees, have a connection to your employees. Employees want to feel that they are valued by the people that they report to. And a lot of companies, some, and I hate to say this, but I still run into this. There are still leaders, uh, and you probably know some, who are still into command and control. You know, if it's if it's not my idea, then it's not worth even considering. That happens still. Unfortunately, the leaders who are looking at their employees as, I hate to say this too, but as human beings uh, with feelings and desires and wishes and families uh, are, are getting much more out of their employees. They're getting, they're getting more engaged employees. People want to feel that people care about them. There's a cliche, and you know this cliche, they don't, nobody cares about cares about what you know until they know what you care they know you care mm-hmm. and that's really important and employees yeah. want to know that the the that their people that their employers care about them yeah and i guess that leads me into kind of my next question there is what are i mean you obviously see a lot of people what are they having success with what are the great le- leaders having success with is there are there you know is there a handful of things i mean i can obviously tell you what i think but you know, since we have you that hears it all the time, what are you hearing? I think what's uh, where where the success comes with employees uh, is one is uh, educating them. You know, when you invest in your employees, uh, you get a lot more stickiness. Uh, and and I'm not this is not to plug Vistage, but kind of I have employers who have people in our Vistage leadership programs learning about how to be a leader. Uh, Those people really appreciate the fact that their employers are spending the money, investing the money in them. Uh, Those things are important. I think getting to know their employees is important. I think securing uh, a, a feeling, an employee needs to know that the door's open, that if you need to come talk to me, come talk to me. No one's gonna beat you up. No one's gonna yell at you. Uh, if you have, if you disagree with what I have to say, let's talk about it. So it's a, it's a question. It's, it's really, it comes down to, they've got to be open and transparent and talk about the things that the employees want to talk about and not to blow them off. Doesn't yeah. mean you have to 
follow through on everything an employee suggests, but they at least they want to know they're being heard. I guess when when you look at that, and and I can certainly say you know that 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 is true uh, when when people are, are spending that time you know talking to their employees, and what I'm hearing, especially from that younger generation, is they're really embracing uh, a leader who ask them how they're doing. I mean, just simple things, ask them how they're doing, you know, yeah. how, you know, how, how are how's the family that is, is less task oriented. Um, and I think, I don't know, you know, I'm sure I know your answer to this, but I'll ask you anyhow, because <laughs> we've talked about it quite a bit. We do know some of those companies that are command and control. I think they're doing themselves a huge disservice and I don't think they're going to be competitive in the future. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. I, you know, I think I think people uh, are, are seeing um, they are seeing that the grass, in, in terms of those companies, that the grass really is greener on the other side. Uh, and certainly, they're hearing from people that they're who are their friends who have jobs in companies where it's not command and control. So they know there's a better opportunity out there. And and those people who are the command and control leaders uh, are going to find themselves with a lot of turnover, a lot of churn within their companies, and probably uh, a, a company moving on a downward trend instead of an upward trend, instead of growing. That's, to me, that's that's going to happen. You know, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and of course, this applies to some things that you do, uh, what I find really interesting still uh, is when it comes to the hiring process, that uh, people are not, or people are still relying on their gut feeling about somebody, um, and people aren't uh, using any kind of any kind of assessment when they're hiring to see is this the right person for the bus and will they fit in the right seat? Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is a huge mistake, and that creates even more turnover in a company, uh, and then you get a revolving door because you're hiring people. Because your gut tells you, certainly your gut is part of the hiring process. There's no question about that. But if you're not using an assessment to see if somebody will fit in your culture, will fit the job that you have for them, then you're making a huge mistake, a huge mistake. Relying on your gut to hire people uh, goes back to the, the, you know, the, the era of command and control, really. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are still people that do that and you know, guess, you know, and that's, that's not a good hiring tactic to guess. Nope. Right. Right. So right. with talking about great leaders, like the great leaders, you know, how, how do you see great leaders managing themselves? Well, let, let me ask you that first. And then the second part of that question, how do you see great leaders managing their, their themselves? So how are they, what are they doing for, for themselves individually, and then we'll talk about employees. Well, you know, I think uh, uh, a lot of great leaders uh, obviously join organizations like Vistage mm -hmm. because to me, it's all about lifelong learning and they understand that. Um, and as things are changing faster and faster, they've got to be able to keep up with those changes. So that's, that's part of it. I think uh, staying healthy is really oh. critical. Okay. Uh, you know, and I, I, I can talk about some leaders that don't do that, but the fact of the matter is that, and I say this to, to my members all the time, if you don't have your health, then nothing else really matters. 
you know, forget about the business because, you know, now you're going to be focusing on your health and trying to fix yourself if you can. That's really critical. Uh, and I think really great leaders understand that and know that it's not just sitting behind the desk. It's getting up and walking. It's doing exercises, whatever it may be. That's really important for them. Yeah, I guess that, I'm so used to talking about that with you back and <laughs> forth that that I, you know, you know, that is such a good point that I think we take, well, I know I take for granted, you know, but I know a lot of, a lot of the members, we have those discussions individually and collectively of just how to, how to stay fit and, and stay healthy for sure. So what about how are great le leaders like managing um, their employees and really are, are there certain things that they're actually doing uh, outside of the couple of things that you mentioned to keep people and engage them as well? I think that they, yeah, I think there are. I, I want to tell you a quick story about um, one of my members who um, I know you know, mm -hmm. who is a really great business person. Uh, and uh, his business is such that during the pandemic, uh, his business dropped off dramatically. I mean, really dramatically. Uh, but he's such a great businessman that he is he was prepared for those kinds of things. So when other companies were laying people off during the pandemic because they didn't have the business to, to keep them busy, this gentleman was hiring people. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, you know, this is an opportunity to bring some people into this company that I wouldn't be able to get normal. Yeah. And he went out and he hired some really strong people. Uh, and those people have taken leadership roles in his company. So, you know, it's, it's, it's those kinds of things. It's, it's, it's empowering your people to do their job. I often hear somebody say, well, you know, I would say, well, why don't you let uh, Tom uh, handle this? <clears throat> well, he, he can't do this. Well, how do you know he can't do it? <clears throat> and they don't know because they've never given them the opportunity. And I think when you empower people to do their job, uh, you get much more engagement from that person and you get a lot of growth because you're giving them the opportunity to be their own boss in, in essence. And that to me is really critical. And I think the more, the more I see of that, the more effective it is. There are still a lot of people who are afraid to let go of things. Uh, and I, and I think, and, and you and I, uh, a couple of weeks ago saw, the Daniel Pink video where he talked mm -hmm. about the to don't list. Right. Huge. Uh, which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Where people have a to do list, but they don't have a to, do, a to don't list where they put on the things on the to don't list that they really should not be doing that other people can do. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to give you a little, uh, time here. Cause I think a good singerism is good in this section. That's why I was smiling and kind of laughing while you were saying it. Cause it, you were in my head again. And we just talked about this recently. Um, cause you said with those leaders, you know, we're talking about leaders, what, when a leader comes to that point, Dick, when they say, I don't know, what is your response to that? Cause I love it. And it, it's like, Oh, so so I don't know. What's your response to that? <laughs> well, my response, and by the way, before I say it, I want you to understand this This is not mine. This is something I learned. Right. Uh, but when somebody says to me, I don't know, my response is, well, if you did know, what would it be? Yeah. 
Uh, and invariably, they will say, I don't know. And I will say, well, if you did know, what would it be? And I'll keep responding that way until they finally get to the point where they figure it out and they, they give you an answer. Yeah. And I don't know. Is, I don't know is an easy way out, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it is. But I think a great leader to say that, because the first time I heard that, I was like, that is such a dumb question. <laughs> like, if I knew I'd be doing it. Right. <laughs> and so that's the first reaction. But then when you think about it, like if you knew, like, OK, put yourself in that situation, if you knew and, and it's such a great nugget, because uh, that, you know, that goes back to some of our other questions. One, it's great for great leaders, but it's great for their employees to just pose that. Well, what if you did know? Yeah. Right. Because you know, that leads to that empowerment piece. That's here. Let me show you how I'm going to empower you with these things. So always a good question, but I appreciate you bringing that up again, because it's just <laughs> fascinating to and anybody that's been in your group for 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 longer than six or eight months has heard it a couple of times for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with with that, Dick, I mean, like wrapping this up, leadership trends for 2023, are there three or four things that you would say? obviously there's a lot of good nuggets in here, but three or four things for leaders that are listening to this or watching this and say, Hey, look, if, if I were you as a leader, I would focus on these few things. Boom, 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 boom. I I would focus on employee well-being and happiness. I think that's really critical. Uh, I would also focus on coaching people. I think leaders uh, have a lot of experience and they can be very good mentors to their employees. And sometimes they don't even realize it. Um, I think you have to create a, um, how can I put this? Uh, I think you have to create a psychologically safe culture okay. for your employees that they, so they feel like they can be heard uh, and they're not afraid to express an opinion. Um, you know, I think that they, they, they really need to make sure uh, and this may be one of the most important things that we really haven't touched on this, I don't think. And that is they have a vision for where they want the company to go. And the question becomes, do your employees know what that vision is? Number one. Number two, do they understand that what how what they do contributes to that vision? Uh, and that's something that happens a lot, but it also doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. And I think it's really important for leaders to understand that it's the it's a Simon Sinek the why of the company. Right. Uh, if your employees understand that you know that making this little widget is going to contribute to this vision for the company, that goes a long way for an employee, and they feel like they're part of something. They're building something. Yeah, gives them purpose. Yeah, yeah. I like that last tip there. I mean, I like them all, but uh, that that one was was another nugget as well. But uh, appreciate you spending time. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, but really appreciate you just giving us even more wisdom. I mean, you guys, you heard it from really from the horse's mouth. He, you know, Dick is in, in it each and every day. He's talking to leaders. He hears these things, take those tidbits, use them, you know, uh, make your companies better, make your management style better, make your leadership style better. And I think even a couple of these things, Dick, are great to have in your personal life. Just yep, to sit and I listen agree. to your your spouse, your significant other, your kids, whoever it might be. But uh, appreciate having you on again. Always My a good pleasure. time Thank with you. you. Uh, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for watching. Really appreciate it. If you'd leave a comment and subscribe, hit that subscribe button so you can get notified.
You can always visit us at centerforvictory.com. And remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. We'll see you next time.